go talk to Tim Twentyman. I, I ran into some guys from Zeeland, Michigan, who told me they know Tim Twentyman, that this area of Michigan's West Coast is his stomping grounds and that he's a golfing and sports legend. Is that true, Tim? Oh, wow. I don't know who you ran into. They are very misinformed. <laughs> Where did you gra- What high school you graduate from? Uh, Zealand. Yeah, it was just Zealand when I was there in uh, 97. Yeah, I mean, I played football, basketball, and baseball, um, golf a little bit, but um, nothing uh, nothing to go in the legend books, let's just put it that way. Now, they said the statue was set to be built, but there were some issues on <laughs> copper or chrome and what they were going to do. But, yeah, 97 graduate of Zealand, which is just down the road here uh, from Hope College and Van Andel Soccer Arena. Uh, let's get to the Lions, Tim, what you do for a living with DetroitLions.com. I, I just I go back and I think about, you know, midway third quarter, 10-point lead on the road against the Vikings. This team looks like they're going to lock it in 2-1 and one as we head to the fourth quarter, get a huge road victory in the NFC North, and they were doing things we normally don't see from Lions teams. And then the end of that game through – not forcing Seattle to punt and lose it when you score 45 at home to what we witnessed start to finish in New England. Uh, what's going on with this team right now? They're not playing complimentary football. Uh, that's how you win in the NFL. Um, you're going to need both sides of the ball at some point. Obviously, the offense played well the very first four games of the season. I thought the defense played much better um, in New England. 22 points allowed. I think you go into that game. I know it was Bailey Zappi, and it's a third-string rookie quarterback. But I think if you were to say Lions will give up 22 points defensively, you probably felt pretty good about you know that outcome given how the offense played the first four weeks and then the offense lays a clunker special teams has been an issue at time and i mean usually played 30 minutes of complimentary football that was the first half against washington and besides that it's either been the offense it's mostly been the defense special teams and field goal kicking has been an issue so to me that's the biggest issue they got to find a way to play some complimentary football where one side doesn't have to cover for the other side in, in such a drastic fashion like we've seen for 270 minutes of, of football outside of the first half of of, uh, of Washington. Tim Twentyman, DetroitLions.com, columnist insider, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Uh, what do you think is the focus of Dan Campbell and his staff during this bye week? Well, where do they need to go? What can they fix that we'll see in that Cowboys game a week from Sunday? Well, I think you just got to get back to, you know, being what you were on offense. I don't think there's a big worry there. I think there's some positive signs defensively. I would suspect that some of those defensive changes are going to continue to happen, some different combinations. And, look, I think the biggest thing is just getting healthy. I mean, you know, getting DeAndre Swift back and get him beyond that ankle injury and shoulder injury. Um, Getting DJ Chark back. Um, we're going to see the debut of Josh, you know, Pascal. They think he can, um, you know, give them some rush from the interior. And, and a guy who I don't think Lions fans realized how good he was the first two weeks of the year was was John Kaminsky, um, defensive lineman. He led them in quarterback pressures the first two weeks. Does all that dirty work and the stunt work and stuff like that to free guys like Aiden Hutchinson up in the first half against Washington. You know, you get him back. So, you know, I think continue to tweak some things on defense, find the right combinations. I wouldn't do much offense. You're fine there. I think that was an anomaly in New England. And then just get healthy and, and look, you better go on a run. Um, you better come out of the bye firing or else 
um, this thing could be over by November. So in terms of the injuries, who's due back uh, when? What, what are you hearing? Yeah, Swiss going to be back for Dallas. I think John Kaminsky's got a chance to be back. I think DJ Chark's going to be back. Josh Pascal's going to be back. Um, I think JMO still, uh, you know, we've talked about that a couple of times. I think he's still going to be sometime in November. I still think he's a little ways away. Um, but, I mean, there's four guys right there that, you know, are pretty important pieces. You know, I like Josh Reynolds, who's, you know, continued to play but hasn't been completely right. He's going to be back. We talked to Amon St. Brown after the Patriots game. He said he's dealing with a high ankle sprain. Um, he was about 85%. It's an injury that he just needed to rest for a week, and, and he'll be much better. So now you're going to get, a, you know, a closer to 100% Amon Ross St. Brown. So, you know, that buy really came at a perfect time for them. I know teams usually like it you know, week nine, week 10, kind of split up the season, but it couldn't have come for come at a better time for the Lions with all the injuries they've been dealing with. At least when they get back on the field week seven, they should be close to 100%. So injuries, you know, they won't be able to use that as an excuse. Tim Twentyman, DetroitLions.com, Columnist Insider, check it in here on the Huge Show across Michigan. What, what has surprised you about this team, number one on the negative side and number one on the positive side? Well, I thought we always, you know, I think we talked in the in the um, in training camp and leading up to the season, and and you know, my comment was always, I think the offense is going to be pretty good. You know, it's just how how much improved can this defense be? And and I guess the, the surprising part on the good side is I didn't even expect this offense to be this good. Um, I didn't, you know, think they would be number three in scoring, number three, um, you know, in, in total yards, you know, top six in the NFL in rushing and doing it pretty consistently, minus week five, obviously. Um, you know, the turnovers, you know, some of the big turnovers are a little bit of issue, two pick sixes, one fumble return for a touchdown. They got to clean some of that stuff be able to run the ball when they have a lead like they couldn't do in the fourth quarter against Minnesota. But but I think those are things they can clean up. I think the offense has been even more pleasantly surprising than I, than I thought they'd be. And then, you know, it was a bad defense last year, and it's been worse. I think that's the negative part for me is just, you know, I think if this is an average defense, we're talking about a 3-2, and 4-1 and one defense football mm. You know, I mean, think about that. I know, I know. Defensively. Um, so it's been that bad. And I, and I guess that's a little bit surprising. Um, you know, I thought Aaron Glenn and, and some of those guys had taken a look in the offseason, found some things that worked for them, and they just haven't been able to push the right buttons. They've dealt with a few injuries. Aiden Hutchinson hasn't kind of, you know, lived up to – to, to, to what he can be or what he's expected to be early in his career. And look, pass rushers don't come in and set the league on fire. And he's got three sacks, but all those came in, in one half. I think he's got to be a little bit more consistent, a little bit more productive. Just make the plays that are there when they're, you know, he's in a position to make. Uh, we saw it week one with Jalen Hurts, but even the one, you know, where he had Zappi dead to rights in the backfield and, you know, Bailey was able to escape him. You know, those are the kind of plays he's got to start making. Um, so, yeah, I mean, offensively, it's been really good. Defensively, it's been, you know, worse than I expected it to be. Is Hutch 100% healthy, or is that uh, is that part of it not being healthy, or is it still that learning curve for the number two overall pick? No, it's a learning curve. And look, you know, when we talked about the draft, it, it, this wasn't a, a draft class of pass rushes where you were like, whoa, 
the next Bosa's in this draft, you know, the next Miles Garrett in this draft. That wasn't the case. It was a little bit down of a year for pass rushers. Um, but still, you know, those guys were very good. Trayvon Walker, um, you know, Hutch, obviously. I just think it's so hard. I mean, you can, you can, you know, be in college and be a defensive end and maybe three weeks during the, the year you're going to face an NFL caliber tackle. And then you're going to have the Indianas and the Minnesotas and the Marylands and the Rutgers where you can beat up on people. And you don't have to have a whole toolbox of pass rush moves. You can rely on a bull rush. Um, you can rely on just your athleticism and size. Well, that's not the case here. I mean, you are facing a legit um, NFL caliber tackle every time you step out on the field. And you just aren't going to be able to bull rush these guys. You're um, you've got to be able to, you know, I think advance his toolbox of pass rush moves a little bit more. And then, like I said, at the top, he, he's been in position to make plays. I mean, we saw it week one, Jalen Hurts. We saw it um, last week in, in the backfield there, you know, in a position to make plays. He got himself there and then finish, I think, is the word for Aiden Hutchinson, you know, over the bye week when he looks in the mirror, looks at the, at, at the film, I think he's going to be upset with himself that, that he could have a lot more statistics if he just finishes some plays, a hand on a guy here, um, an overrush right here. Um, you know, I think he's been in a position to probably have five, six sacks and, and hasn't been able to finish all the time. So, you know, and I, I think that'll come. You know, he's still getting his feet wet, um, and it'll all come to him. It just hopefully doesn't come too late. Tim, uh, the most shocking thing from Sunday – uh, wasn't the 0 for 6 on fourth down calls by Campbell. It was how bad the offensive line was getting beat at times. I That, that was one of the yeah. worst performances. Of, I know that group hasn't played because of injuries and they haven't played together, but you know what, what really was remarkable early in the season was how well the offensive line played with injuries. And what I watched on Sunday in New England, that was just bad O-line play. Yeah, it was a little disappointing and uncharacteristic of them for sure. Right. Um, you know, that is Bill Belichick. That's a pretty good defensive line over there. Matthew Judon's had a sack in every single game to start the season. The first Patriots player to ever do that. So so he's playing hot right now, but they really attack the interior. You know, Frank's been dealing with a foot injury. It's something he's going to deal with all season long. I don't think that's going to get better. He's never going to be 100%. Um, they're still trying to figure out that spot. You know, I was a little curious why they started Logan Stenberg. He had his issues early on, and then, you know, they obviously replaced him, you know, second half. But, but you know, again, that was a guy, you know, who, who's still, you know, dealing with injuries there behind them. So I, I think the Patriots had a good plan to attack the interior there. They obviously saw something. And then, you know, Judon made some plays on the outside. I, just, I, I thought it was a terrific game plan up front. They stymied Detroit a little bit in the run game. And then obviously in the second half, when they got behind, they had to abandon it. Now you can pin your ears back a little bit and, and make Jared Goff uncomfortable. So part of that was just the circumstance of the game. But they've got to be much better there because, look, this is a copycat league. And you better believe Dallas is going to take a look at how New England attacked them, how they went after their guards and centers and tried to push that pocket and make Jared uncomfortable. Here's an interesting stat line for you, Huge. Jared Goff, when, when kept clean in the pocket on Sunday, 17 of 21 for 195 yards. Mm. He did have the one interception. When he was rushed, when he was pressured, 3 of 14 for 35 yards. So, you know, Jared is very much 
likes the clean pocket, likes to, you know, the play action. He's not one of these guys like Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen who's, you know, going to when the play breaks down, he's going to make something of his own. Now, now, we've seen him be able to do that, get outside the pocket. He ran for a couple first downs, but that's not the strong point of his game. This offense is at its best when it's running the football, protecting him. Now he can, you know, sling it all over the field, get it to all these different weapons. That's his strength. And so that Detroit Lions line has to play well for this Lions offense. Um, I think to stay on schedule and play well. And so they're going to need a bounce back performance because you certainly have to think that Dallas is going to go looking at what, uh, what the New England was able to do to them. It's pretty simple in the NFL. The Lions can bounce back and surprise the Cowboys in Dallas with the best offensive unit they have faced all season long or will face. That will get people uh, back on track. We'll see what happens. We'll also find out with Campbell and his staff what they do during this bye week. Uh, to come up with a game plan, to come up with in-game adjustments, to do something that takes that game deep into the fourth quarter it will be interesting uh, for the Lions at Dallas. Tim Twentyman, DetroitLions.com. You can follow him 24-7 and the Lions uh, on your schedule at DetroitLions.com. Timmy, uh, Zeeland's getting ready for the Tim Twentyman parade, but the gale warning with winds around 50 miles an hour, they're going to have to back off on the Tootsie Roll float. Wow, you're just on your game today. You're, yeah, you're Zealand. Ever, ever, I brought. I met people from Zealand. They go, "Hey, we hear twenty men on the show all the time. We love them. We hear them on WHTC in Holland." I'm like, "Yeah, he's a he's a rock star in the NFL." Uh, I didn't know you're. I, I, I thought you were Holland. I didn't know it was Zealand, but it's kind of the same. No, we used to beat up on Holland West Ottawa. Used to beat up on Holland West Ottawa. (laughs) (laughs) Timmy, man, thanks for the time. Uh, Enjoy the bye week. Get some downtime. All right? All right. Sounds good. All right, Tim Twentyman. Pride and joy of Zeeland, Michigan, for our listeners on WHTC from DetroitLions.com.